Kia ora, no mai, haramai ki inside netball Kuravinda Hunia Aho. We are a week away from seeing what our silver ferns will bring to the court when they take on New Zealand A, the mixed and Aotearoa men in the Cadbury series for this corridor and more. I am joined in studio by two people physically. This is amazing. <laughs> Storm and Jenny are here with me in studio today and it's amazing. Kia ora. Kia ora. Hello. <laughs> Good to be here. Look, one thing that came away one week deep after a Silver Ferns announcement, all the surprises. We've had time to digest, we've had time to think about, you know, how these players will look uh, on court. And the one thing that still hasn't come out of any of these, you know, talks from Nolene or reports or, you know, articles is no one has any idea what the starting seven is going to look like. Mm -hmm. Now, last week, we didn't put in our predictions, so let's do it this week. The people have spoken, I, I find, on social media. We want to know who the starting seven Will be so let's try and put our minds together and who knows maybe Nolene will take some advice from us <laughs> you never know so when we look at the 12 that were selected who are you thinking Storm? Given um, if everyone's healthy and available I would start with Nwiki and at goal shoot I'd start Selby Rickett at goal attack um, I just think do I have time to talk about it yeah, yeah, can oh, yeah. I get into it yes I, I just think back to the steel you know glory days of Janelle and TP and I just thought that, you know, right, uh, yes. I like that. Fowler really brought Selby Rickett into the game. And I don't know whether you're trying to emulate, emulate that, Knowles, but, you know, there's an idea there. And for that reason, I'd put Gina in at wing attack, Shannon Saunders at centre, Kayla Johnson at wing D, Karaka at goal D, and Jerry at goal keep. And that's, yeah, mic drop. That's no, very actually. I mean, mine is, mine is similar but not the same, as yeah. I think is going to be the... Okay. the pattern. Um, I too start Nweki because I think why wouldn't you you know get it going um, and I've also put in Bailey Mears I mean they used to have a connection back in the Mystics although interesting reading somewhere well, well the, mm, interesting Mears saying that um, you know she almost lost the, the, her rhythm lost mm. because she didn't have to shoot very much mm. You know, she didn't. But I shall ignore that for now. And she can start with and with Nweki. Well, you'd hope Knowles would be able to coach. I think that. Yes, you know, would have to, yeah. Yes, and there is a method to my madness because you'd also have Crampton. She's the captain. You need to put her out there. Then you'd have Soonis because she at centre, um, you know, Nolene has been telling us what a great feeder she was of Nweki, mm -hmm. stood up in the trial. So pop her there. And then I'm the same as you. Kayla Johnson at wing defence with those big long arms. Uh, Karaka and... Jury. Since hearing storms, I'm making a change. Ooh, <laughs> I love Barry. I think I think Bailey Mez has had you know one of the seasons to remember for her and her career, and for me, her being a silver fern was a show in. I know it wasn't for everyone, but for me, she was. But I like your idea of Tepaya Salbi Rickett teamed up with Grace Nowicki because when we think back to 2016. It was Janelle, it was TP, it was Gina, and it was Shannon, mm. all under Nolene Todua. So I'm, I'm. Did they win? Oh, yes, they did they, win. Well, they were minor premiers. Yes. Oh, yeah, I was there too. We choked oh, that's right. badly. <laughs> yeah. Over oh, in Queensland. Oh, Queensland. Against the Firebirds. Mm. Yeah. Oh, oh, yes, gosh. Yeah, anyway, thanks for bringing that up. But you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, in terms of, you know, New Zealand. We bet the Swifts in Sydney. We, that's it. Yeah. I say we, Janelle, first time, TV, yes. Shannon and Gina <laughs> did all that. Well, first time a New Zealand team had beaten an Australian team on Aussie soil that year as well. So there were a lot of cool things that happened that season. So I'm liking that idea of Te Paia Selby Rickett because that to me says she has that potential to, to feed Grace like we've been saying that Bailey Mears will, like we've been saying Whitney Soonis has been able to 
yeah. to do as well. So you've changed my mind. I'm going to go TP. Goal okay. attack. Gina, uh, wing attack. Shannon Saunders at centre. I've got Kate Heffernan at wing defence. And I've got her there because of Kayla Johnson coming in as an impact player during the season. Yes, so I'd maybe quite like that, that thinking. Right. Maybe that mm -hmm. could be a... And I think with Gina and Shannon being there, they're already like quite posty stalwarts in yep. the middle already. And then I've got Phoenix Karaka, Karaka goal defence, and Kelly Jury at goalkeep. I just want to quickly ask you both a question. I mean, we know who um, New Zealand A are coming in, and uh, the New Zealand um, Aotearoa men coming in as well. I just want to have a quick conversation about the mixed team, because uh, I actually said I wasn't going to bring this up, but here we go. <laughs> because, um, you know, there's a lot of players on that team sheet that we never thought we would see on a team sheet again, for one. But when we talk about Whitney Soonis and these injections of uh, Laura Sherian and uh, which one's Kelsey Brown, Kelsey Brown mm. what kind of a clash is that going to bring in the middle? That's exciting. Well, I think it's just smart um, from Knowles and Mark Foster for putting this together because obviously Laura and Kelsey, they bring that, that Aussie midcourt. And we've heard um, Dame Knowles say that Maddie Gordon plays more of that man on Aussie midcourt style and was perhaps one of the reasons she wasn't considered for the Silver Ferns. So to have all three of them on the court against the Ferns next week is just going to really help prepare them for that Aussie style and different styles that we're not used to playing here in New Zealand. So loving that. Um, I was a little bit disappointed not to see Anna Harrison included in the team just because mm. I feel like she's the only defender that can really match what Shamira Sterling does. And we talk about Shamira a lot, um, Jamaican goalkeeper. So that would have been a player I would have liked to have seen there. But obviously, yeah. Liana Debrain, you know, you can't go past her experience. And I'm sure she'll be a great um, addition to that side as well. Yeah, well, I can't help but think that this is the team that everyone is going to actually want to see play. <laughs> How do they fit in together? I mean, you've got the Sunshine Coast Lightning reunion going on with Kelsey Brown. Um, Shares, I read the other day that she's called, uh, Sherian, and of course, Erin and Mackay, they were all at the Lightning together under Nolene. Then you've got the, you know, Joseph Tukaki, I've become a little bit of a fan of, of his. Great, I, isn't yeah. he? I think he's amazing. And Quinton Gerberg. I mean, they, the, the men, um, I am a real convert to the way they play. And so I am really looking forward to this um, outing. I mean, look, d does Nolene want them beaten? I wonder a little bit of her might. Um, I don't know if that's a, is that a silly thing to say, but, but you certainly want them pushed, don't you? You want them challenged. And I don't know that she would be too upset if, um, if, if you know, a couple of these teams probably wouldn't want New Zealand A to beat them. No, that would be a bit awkward, wouldn't it? No. Especially early in the tournament. I feel like a loss early in the tournament would be good for them because it's something that could happen in pool play and, then, you know, it changes right. their um, How do they come destiny, back? I guess, mm -hmm. with the semis and whatnot. So, yeah, for sure, I'm sure it wouldn't be the end of the world. Another side coming together are the pro tears over in South Africa and one woman who has had a lot to do with the side over the past few years is that of legendary coach Norma Plummer and she joins us now. Kia ora and hello Norma Plummer, welcome to Inside Netball. Oh, thank you and good morning. <laughs> good morning. Look Norma, we're interested to know what you've been up to over in uh, South Africa. How are preparations coming along for your side? Oh, well... Firstly, just to put into context for you, um, I mean, um, when I left in 2019, Dorit Badenhurst had uh, been our one of our assistant coaches with Nicole Cusack and myself. And my idea the whole time, as I'd said to South Africa, was that we could, you know, work with them for that four years. And then what we would do is, you know, hand that over and hopefully 
they could have their own coach sitting on the bench at 2023 at the World Championships. So I was a little bit surprised to get a call to say, would I come back and um, and help out? So, um, so Nicole and I um, thought, well, we would, because we did enjoy that time. But I said I would only go back as mentor and... Um, uh, Nick, uh, it, of course, will sit on the bench because as a special shooting coach, um, there's, you know, players in there. You know what they call the shooters, princesses, so <laughs> they need a little bit of help. And uh, so Nick will be sitting on the bench as the specialist shooting coach and I'll be in the stand watching. How hard do you find it in a mentor role, Norma, instead of being, you know, hands-on, especially with a side that you have had, um, you know, success with over the past few years and you will be going to Birmingham and, and, and giving sort of advice here and there? How does that role kind of look? Well, it's certainly a different role and um, I'd have to say at this stage um, I'm warming to it. I I still like to coach, but I think there's a time you've just got to um, move over and let others have a crack and also, you know, help with your expertise where you can. So um, I, I did that with Anna Mays when she was England coach and I'd work with uh, Jess Thirlby and, um, and now, um, you know, working with Durette, um, it's to advise what I see and... Also, you know, just try and have an input, um, especially when she asks. But I don't stand around her when she's actually coaching a game. I sit away from that and I just take notes so that I can... Because I think it's a little bit hard when you've got someone looking over your shoulder like that. So it's best I, you know, uh, give a feedback after what I've seen. And Norma, tell us a little bit about South Africa. I mean, I think I understand, you know, no Pretorius this time round. Hosen's retired. Missing some big names. How are they looking this year? Um, well, yeah, there will be a couple of green spots, but, oh, gee whiz, they've got some talent. And uh, But it's talent that needs, um, you know, the competition. And uh, I, I do say to uh, the president, Cecilia Molokwani, is that, if they could get a full-time National League going, you know, 14 games plus finals, uh, because all they have really now is a um, telecom sort of three weekends competition and uh, it's it's not enough. They need, need to have the best on the best all the time and these girls need that intensity. That's why in the past I constantly tried to get the girls out um, into the big wide world and didn't didn't have to work hard at it because people were ringing me for numbers. So, And I would just check with them that they were keen to go and then just hand over the phone numbers and leave it at that. And so most of the girls, um, the more experienced ones now, are either in England um, and we've only had, well, Pretorius and um, Pumza Mwaili and... Um, now Lenise Potgita, uh, basically in Australia, and um, the rest have been in England. And there's a couple of others that will be picked up, I think, to go to England for their next season, which is great because they're young, great talent, and just need that opportunity to play in a harder, more pressurised competition to lift their standard.
That is great news because that competition is so important when it comes to the international uh, time of year. Norma, what players should we be looking out for when South Africa take to the Commonwealth Games stage? Well, you would have seen um, Nicholas Smith in the quad series uh, when they played what New Zealand in that last game and it was pretty close. And um, she, she was goal defence and she's about 6'3". I look at her, I thought, gee, this girl could be another Casey Kapua. <laughs> she's, you know, it's like she was very green and she normally played keeper, but I thought in that game she started to combine with Moeli, you know, really well. It was it was great to, to watch. So, I mean, when you see talent like that, you know it's going to just get better. All it needs is the information on how to do that. And so that's why you've got to also have the competition, which is that intensity all the time, which is what they lack in South Africa. But she would be one that, um, you know, I'd be looking very closely at, probably down on a bit of fitness at the moment because she had an ankle injury and she was out for six weeks. So she's got a fair bit of building to do now. And um, one of the other shooters, El Murray, um Van Dyke, I think it is. I'm sorry, I should have had the sheet here. But um, young 21-year-old, um, again, like nearly as tall as Inna Marie Venter, in fact, probably only a centimetre difference, plays goal attack, moves fantastic. She's all legs, could be a volleyballer, um, and just turns and shoots. And she's got very much the Irene um, Van Dyke style or the way she bends the back and takes the shot. Again, you know, it's about just been playing in her area and um, in the matches that we played against England, um, I think they were quite impressed to see her on the court. And she really likes goal attack, which I think is fantastic because we don't get enough tall goal attacks that like to be out there, out the front and that are mobile. And this, this girl is mobile. So that's another one that I'd be looking at. That's very exciting. I remember talking about Smith on this very mm. desk, actually, Rav, after one of the quad series, and I remember thinking, I like this goal defence. She looks good. Uh, Rav, uh, sorry, Norma, we've seen um, other countries name their squads in recent weeks. Silver Ferns just a week ago, what have you made of their selections? Have you got any thoughts or any surprises in there? Um, yeah, I guess it's uh, probably a few names I, I don't know. Uh, too much about. I didn't watch a lot of your series uh, this year. Um, you know, just looking at the uh, Australian League. But what I do say is, you got one of the best coaches in the world. So never underestimate Nolene is what I say. <laughs> well, I think she will mould that team together. So yeah, you don't walk in thinking it's going to be a walk in the park because it never is. Well, now, you're a former coach of the Fever, but you're from Melbourne. Who would you have been cheering for in, in the grand final the other night? Uh, well, considering I'm Melbourne and I am a Vixens person because Vixens came out of the Melbourne Netball Club, which I played all my life with, was playing coach for, which was, you know, president, you name it, and I was, I coached the Moe McKinnis from the age of 14 and also coached Di Honey, so the connection's pretty strong there. But, um, look, it had to happen sooner or later that um, Fever would get up. I mean, you can't have Fowler in your team for five years. 
um, I think she finally earned her money myself because uh, really oh, I thought it would have happened before then because anyone that's going to have fever in the team, uh, sorry, uh, Fowler in the team, you know, has to be a massive starter. Norma, look, um, before we let you go, I just wanted to get your thoughts, if you had any at all, on uh, what's happening with players, uh, with the Players Association and Netball Australia. We're beginning rumblings over here on this side of the Tasman. There's been, you know, a little cause for concern just as the former Aussie coach. Just wondered if you had uh, any opinion on it. Oh, well, look, it's, it is it is sort of like, well, a bit of a shock to all of us of, you know, what came out. And um, But, you know, I have confidence that our hierarchy will get this back together. And um, as far, far as the players' union, to be honest with you, because I've been away for 15 days, I don't know where it's at. And, um, you know, I think we've all just got to be realistic and how do we do this with common sense without affecting, you know, and it's the girls' livelihoods as well now. Um, so hopefully... Um, some way they can get around it and, and no one's impacted too much. So, I mean, they got, what, 13,900 or something for the grand final. Uh, what a fantastic grand final to have that sort of crowd there. So, and you've got to remember it was two years of just no crowds and the netball, they try to keep going, but no crowds and no gate takings and nothing. And of course, all of our in our sport, um, our money comes from the grassroots and up. And it doesn't come from the top down. So, um, you know, all of the franchises um, and you know each each state are, are, are very well off. They they're quite quite healthy. But you know, yes, it's Netball Australia's problem, and, and uh, I got confidence that Cully Ryan might be able to take us somewhere and pull that back because I think she did inherit a bit of it. Yeah, very true. Norma, thank you so much. Thank you, and I'll be sitting in the stand <laughs> watching it all. Now, Fano, we are so lucky to be joined by another guest today. She's a former Australian diamond and broadcaster. She is now the Players Association boss over in Australia. Kath Harvey-Williams joins us now. Kia ora, Kath, and welcome to Inside Netball. Thank you, and mother of three Kiwis, so I've got a bit of blood over there. <laughs> <laughs> we love to like, claim we love to claim Australian people too. So yes, we will take that on board. <laughs> Look, Kath, we've we're hearing a lot of rumblings over this side of the Tasman about what's happening between Netball Australia and current players playing uh, in the Suncorp Super Netball competition, and unfortunately, not all of it good. Can you tell us what's going on and how high the temperature is at the moment? Yeah, it's um, been a, a crazy few weeks over here. Um, obviously, much of it publicised. Hasn't been ideal, to tell you the truth. And the relationship now between Netball Australia and the players is quite fractured and probably at its lowest level since I've been involved in the game, which is a very long time. However, that said, um, you know, it's important that we start mending that relationship because for the sport to grow and for everyone to benefit, we need to work together. So um, the Players Association is certainly focused on doing that. Kath, uh, we saw Joe Weston come out on Twitter with a statement kind of saying they just want um, transparency and respect. I mean, how did it get to the point? How did the communication break down that badly that Joe had to, you know, get to social media to get her message out there? Yes. Yeah, well, it's not a, a platform that we like to use as a playing group, um, but we felt it was necessary 
And just to summarise, it was off the back of a two-point shot, you know, 18 months or a couple of years ago, whereby it was introduced at the 11th hour with no player input. And we're certainly not a, a very difficult organisation to please. We just want to be able to provide feedback and input so that decisions can be made with all the information at hand. But unfortunately, um, this time, all this time later, the same sort of thing happened, you know, with two weeks to go in the regular season. Um, the move of the grand final to take it to Perth was imposed with no player input, no player feedback. Um, a formal meeting occurred between the CEOs and Netball Australia a month beforehand. And we simply asked that at that time, the Players Association was advised so that we could provide feedback and input. So when that decision was made, as I said, they had all the information at hand to make whatever decision they felt was best for the sport. Kath, uh, so good to see you on our screens again. Um, the thing that I can't... Nice to see you too, yeah. Jenny. I've missed that voice, the voice of netball. <laughs> I can't get my head around, though, is, you look, Australian netball, you know, you're the number one, you're the best in the world more often than not. How is it that the game can't attract the money it needs? It, you know, it seems to be living beyond its means, and I just can't work out why that is the case, why the sponsorship money doesn't come in. Yeah, well, we're continually working on that. Netball always um, has had to focus, um, had to have a direct focus on the finances and a narrow focus, but we've always managed and we're working at um, taking it to another level. And if you look at what's happened in recent times, it wasn't that long ago that we got a um, $30 million commitment from the federal government, money that still needs to be sourced. Um, we had a record-breaking broadcast deal. Uh, and we've got a World Cup coming. It's a little bit down the track where there's a significant amount of money being put on the table by the New South Wales government and yet to ask the federal government for any money. So there's money there, but it's about managing the finances. At a point in time, Jenny, as we all know, that all sports have been impacted via COVID. It was very difficult to manage, um, particularly more so here in Australia um, rather than where you are, in that you know lots of things were shut down. Um, things had to be put on hold, seasons had to be moved, money had to be used to roll out a season. So all sports um, suffered financial difficulty. It's just about making sure that we manage it at this point in time so that we can then create a platform from which to build. What happens from here on in, Kath, or is it a bit too high to, to look at how you repair or restore faith um, in the biggest you know, netballing organisation in your country? Yeah, well, I think we reached that point in time. The lowest level was when we had a meeting with Netball Australia and the players felt they were misled at that meeting. That was, you know, the source of, I guess, the public um, statement from the players. But um, thereafter, we now, as I said, we need to work together to build the sport. And um, as a playing group, we will do that. So, you know, we'll come to the table and sit down and work a, a way to professionally manage our relationship. And that's my role to represent the playing group. And and we'll certainly do that um, to ensure that you know there's a bright future for the game here. Kath, one of the big catalysts for this was the, the grand final being given uh, or sold to Perth. We've just seen the Fever take you know, a historic win in the SSN. Has that brought any kind of positivity back to, to your group and, and where you guys stand at the moment? Yeah, it was fantastic. And I just want to be clear that it wasn't about so much um, moving the game, you know, it was just the timing of it and the lack of input by the playing group. So, you know, we, we put that to bed now and there's been a grand final and, you know, the fever really stood up and um, they deserve all the accolades they get that under pressure. Um, you know, there's a lot of focus on them given what had happened and they were playing in front of a home crowd, etc. But it was one of the best games they've ever played. And to do that um, in that sort of environment is a credit to Dan and his group. So, uh, it's terrific that they have taken out the title in that they haven't won anything for 25 years. So there's a lot of celebrations going over there. 
<laughs> Do you say that with a little bit of joy, former Adelaide Thunderbird captain? <laughs> <laughs> Well, my, should we talk about the Thunderbirds then and how they lost a few games anyway? <laughs> but looking um, ahead. But, you know, yes, I, I was just going to say looking ahead, though, they, the Thunderbirds have got the Jamaican defence line, Jenny, and as a former defender, um, their efforts this year were incredible. It's, it's some of the best defensive effort I've ever seen watching the game in netball in a team that really struggled to shoot goals. So the Jamaican defence, you know, with Janelle Fowler down the other end of the upcoming Commonwealth Games, they're going to be quite a danger. Yeah, any concern there that, at the number of imports Australian netball does have? I mean, the, the, the players who stand out are often the Jamaicans or the English. How do you feel about that? Yeah, yeah, well, I actually like having um, the best players in the world play in our competition. Um, it's sort of, it's levelled out. It's about, you know, a quarter of the comp are internationals and that, that level has remained over the past five years or so. So I think that's a, a nice level and it looks like that's probably the level that um, we'll see going forward. So, you know, to see the likes of Janil and um, Shamira and, and all sorts of other international players, you know, Laura Langman at, at one stage, um, is terrific for the Australian um, public and obviously, you know, netball fans. So um, we're keen to have the best in the world. So come on over, Kiwis. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. No. <laughs> no, but I think that's why this whole thing took us by surprise when these reports started dropping because the competition is just out of this world in terms of the amount of talent that um, the SSN has been able to capture and, you know, be arguably one of the best competitions in the world. So what we're hoping for is, you know, that the SSN, you know, continues to, to be that giant and, and to only have good things come out of it because the last thing we would want is for it to affect the international stage as well. So we're hoping yeah. all the best for, for, for anything. Kath, and was there any final words you wanted to say? Oh, no, the future is bright. I think, you know, some of this has been blown out of proportion. Obviously, you know, you need to know all the detail, but, you know, it's a sport that's been impacted by COVID. It's a sport that is fundamental to the fabric of um, all Australian um, sport. So, you know, we'll continue to grow and we'll all work towards making sure that it's a, a destination place for netballers around the world. Kia ora, kia koe anō, Kath Harvey-Williams, for joining us on Inside Netball Kōrua. Thank you so much for joining me in the flesh in studio. It was a joy. Sure was. Great to be here. <laughs> Absolutely. Great chats as always. Thank you, Rav. Whānau, koua e ware ware. Don't forget the Cadbury Series starts on Wednesday the 13th of July with our Silver Ferns up against the New Zealand AU. Do not want to miss it. All the action, of course, live right here on Sky Sport. We will catch you next week. Mā te wā.